Did you hear that? What? What? That. That noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. Have you heard of this um, thing? It's like this cool, it's life changing. It's revolutionary. It's changing people's. You're going to have to give me more. It's causing people to laugh hysterically so hard. Marijuana. Their legs fall off. Comedy. And um, they die. And then they turn into ghosts and they still listen to it because it's the horror comedy podcast and it's that good. Oh, shit. That was good. You like that? That was good. You like that a lot? I was like, I don't know, babe. What the fuck is it? Is it a thing? It's a fucking horror comedy podcast with Jake and and Haley. Haley. That's right, baby. And this is the podcast where we get high. It's Sunday. So that means I got this really good thing. I put it together. It's all this research, all these stories. It's very scary. And I'm going to tell Jake all about it. We'll see how scary it is. I never get scared. We'll see. At the end, we check in. Ever. We see if he's scared. Basically. Actually, that episode with Garrett, I got kind of scared. I was a little scared as well. What were we even talking about? Aliens? We were talking Let's about abductions. never talk about aliens again. I know I said I wanted that. This isn't aliens, is it? No. Okay. All right, I'm interested. It's not aliens. Thank God. I'm going to tell Jake about this scary shit. Jake's going to be kind of like y'all listening, y'all's voice of reason. He's going to ask questions. He's going to make jokes. I'm the only sane one here. The only sane one here. And we are going to talk about scary shit, but really, we're going to also have a very good time. We're going to have a grand We're going to have a great time. time. And we're going to smoke. We're here to have a good time, okay? And if you're not, if you're a square, if you're all business, if you're the cops, tune in on Wednesdays for a short mini episodes. It's just scary stories. There's no laughter at all. No jokes, no happiness, nothing. It's the worst. It's terrible. If you have a ghost story or a troubling event or something creepy or a cat picture, please email us at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com. And we take dog pictures, too. We do take dog pictures. Yeah. We're not those people. We we're like not, all animals. That's right. We're not specious. Yeah. We're also on Facebook now. That's right. We don't want to be. But we are. But um, society has forced us. Mark Zuckerberg <sighs> literally wants to eat our soul. He also wants to input data and crunch numbers. That's true. Data, 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 data. He needs it so that he can propel himself forward because he he's not a real human. Data, data to move. <laughs> like how Pac-Man eats the tot. Jake, what are we smoking today? Um, Marijuana. This is a joint. Mm-hmm. Those were dabs. Mm-hmm. We did a dab of live rosin. It was delicious. It was from 14er. It's expensive as fuck. Is it? It's delicious though. Everything that concentrates should be. Everything. It's amazing. How are you, Jake? I'm fucked up. Are you? I'm high as shit, yeah. I'm high as shit, too. I'm higher than a fucking dress, dick. I took three mango Binsky gummies, which is 30 milligrams. Those are hybrids, too. Are we feeling good? You're feeling high, bread. I love bread. Love bread. I love it. Jake, we kind of talked about it last time, but... Really quick, give us a rundown on the chair situation in case somebody didn't hear it last time. In case you're a new listener, possessed. 
let me tell you about the chair. Tell us everything. The chair definitely has something attached to it. We don't know if he's cool yet. Yeah, Jake got this chair from like Facebook or whatever. From this yeah, oh yeah, from fucking Joanne, Deborah. I can't remember her name. It's one of those names. Uh-huh. Okay. I, of course I was high as shit when I went and got it, so here's the whole story. I go to pick it up. Okay. I tell her I'm there. I push the fucking doorbell, and I just hear a garble over the thing. I'm just like... Waiting there for something, someone to answer me. I'm, I'm just like, just waiting there. It's been like, it's five. I'm waiting there for like five minutes. An, an awkward amount of time. That is awkward. Because I'm like, well, bitch, do you see me waiting here? Like, what What do you want me to do? What do, yeah. you, do you want me to give you the money, like, through the slot? And I was finally like, because uh, I, I was like, I don't know if they hear me on the ring thingy, the ring doorbell. Oh. So I'm just sitting there like, all right, so should I just. Toss the money on the ground and run. <laughs> like a hostage situation. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, here's 35 bucks. I'm going to put it under the mat. And then I left. It was an, it was a weirdly awkward amount of time, but I was high as shit then too. So I get the chair. I put it in the exterior. I bring it home. Okay. That night, I had to go do something. Go to work or something. And you. I was washing dishes. You were washing dishes. And you heard the toilet there were no cats in there. No cats. Water pressure changed everything. It was like, yeah, toilet straight up. Were flush. you draining the sink? I was washing. I was just washing the dishes. You just washed them. Okay. Yeah. I was like, maybe the sink was just running. Maybe it was you're filling like up. draining the sink and it like. No, it's actually filling up. Somehow with science and it was just like. Bleh. Bleh. I don't Bleh. know. I don't know. And then later when you came home, mm-hmm. I told you about it and I was freaked out. Uh huh. So I, I was a in shower. the ghost is a little possibly a little bit of a perf. Yeah, because we don't know, we don't, we don't know though. You could have like he could have been reading his ghost paper on the toilet on and the toilet. I rudely fucking and just you just were like in. and he's just like guess I'll just I, pinch it I off. I guess I'll just finish and leave. That's cool. And then he's like I hope I hope this makes your water cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking this fucking flushes shower. again. Toilet flushes again. There's nobody in the bathroom but Not me. Not even a cat. Nothing. So then I was kind of pissed off. I don't know. I don't know. There's been other weird things too. It's just a weird coincidence. Weird. It's a weird series. And of- then we were recording uh-huh. the last week's episode. Oh, yeah. And the flower that's been there for six months flops out of the cup and lands, like does a fucking flip onto the floor. Yeah. And Dill's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dill, our dog got up and she was all pissed off and like ran towards it. So I don't know what's going on. It's We don't know. We just don't know. Haley got me my ghost puncher kit. I did make Jake a ghost punching kit for Christmas. Yeah. So for Hanukkah. We good. We're good. We're fucking good. Honestly, a vampire rolls up in here. He's going to get got got. Absolutely. And we've been ghost punching. Like we've been walking around throwing ghost punches. Same prayers. I'll jack off on a Ouija board right now. Absolutely. I did kind of like a little East Coast exorcism. I walked around the house screaming like, fuck no ghost. We're not doing this. And I do think that worked. I do think that worked. In the name of Jesus. In the name of me, get the fuck out of my house before I whoop your ass. I'm crazy. I got enough crazy for all of us here. (laughs) And I just started tearing out my hair and like he left after that. We have been handling it, basically, is the story. But I just wanted to share some weird series of I paid too much rent for fucking ghosts. Yeah. It's this just chair was only 35 bucks. I'll toss that bitch out in the fucking street. Very strange. It'll be a homeless fucking ghost if you ain't careful. So hey, it fucking better be nice. That's right. And then nobody cares if there's ghosts outside because it's the wind. Yeah. Basically. It's the wind. 
It's always the wind. <laughs> There's actually that? just hella ghosts out there. Like, it's, ghost, it's ghost farts. I was going to read you the story. Read me the story. I'm not going to tell you any pretext. I mean, you're, you're going to get it. I'm going to guess it real quick. Yeah. Okay, go. Well, I don't know if you'll guess it, but I'm you'll see the parallels very quickly. I don't want to tell you where it's from. I, I don't, I'll tell you where it's from Turn and stuff after. Of fortune. What? No. Is it, oh. That's where they're always from. No, um, but the like name and title and stuff gives it away. So I'll tell you at the end and I'll gotcha. tell you where it's from. But this person says uh, he it's a man. Stephen King. Pet mm, Cemetery. No, you're a little higher up on the writing totem pole there. Oh. <laughs> this man says. Ghost puncher. No. Oh. His name is Danny. Danny says, my wife and our three children are 13-year-old twin boy and girl and 11-year-old boy. Oh, never have twins. That's your first, your first, if anything creepy ever happens, it's the twins. And you're outnumbered by teenagers. And they share, like, fucking brain sense. They have, like, a superpower over you, you mere mortal. Absolutely. And then you had the 11-year-old, which is just their accomplice. Yeah. I don't know why you would... Do it or we'll just kill you. Another one. You already got a boy and a girl. You're you don't crazy. Need another one. You're crazy, but you know, you do what you got to do. Uh, my wife and our three children decided to go out of town to a large mall we don't usually visit. Which well, sounds like you know going to the Colorado Springs to go to the Citadel. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a shitty mall, but we're like, oh, this is wow. nice. It's got two levels. Holy Ooh, shit! Escalators. Escalator. Look at the food court. Right. The food court is my favorite part because it's definitely like a 70s, 80s food oh, court. Oh, with all the neon and yeah, shit? Yeah, neon, nice. the fucking plants. It's very nice. Yeah. We were there more than a year earlier and heard that some stores changed. Some were leaving and new ones had arrived. Oh, yeah, that's the best thing. I bet you I've been there forever. I bet you there's fucking awesome shit there now. I think last time we went there, it was because we heard new stores were there. Yeah, we should go now. <laughs> but COVID. Upon entering the mall, me and two of my kids had to use the bathroom. The one bathroom closest to where the food court used to be was still open. However, used all... To be. I guess they moved it. I don't fucking know. Uh, but however, all the yeah, store... I do have one story to tell you. <laughs> The mall, the closest mall to us, I shit you not, had four stores. Wow. But it was it was an actual mall, but there was a wall drug, which is like a drugstore with all the drugstore stuff, and it connected into the back of this place. So you could like go in that entrance, but there was only a Claire's, this other store that had like DC and all the, all the shit, you know, that store. A dollar store and a bookstore. That was it. Was there more storefronts? Yeah. Many. Oh, there was a, a shitty jewelry store too, and then there was like shitty jewelry. There was six to seven closed next to shitty walk. And I think there was one Aunt Annie's pretzel stand, oh, and, but it wasn't. Shit. It used to be an Aunt Annie's. Went out of business, and now it's just some some flub. shitty like shitty God, pretzels. Used, yeah, <laughs> shitty <laughs> shitty shitty pretzels. I love it. I love it so much. It's a Barbecue. South Park reference, actually, you guys. Shitty. So upon entering the mall, I and two of my kids had to use the restroom. The one restroom closest to where the food court used to be was still open. However, all the stores on both sides were empty and under construction for new stores coming in. Uh-oh. The area was dim, the floor covered with plaster dust from work being Uh-oh. done. However, there were no footprints leading down the hallway to the restrooms. I assumed the hanging plastic and construction signs were just keeping the average mall goers away. Scene. As we walked through the plastic partitions keeping the general public from the construction area, I happened upon what I thought was an exposed wire. 
However, oh, fuck. Right? This looks like a lawsuit. What's oh, this? Oh, what's this? However, when I investigated, I found it to be an odd silver pendant on a silver chain hanging on a nail. Nope. It looked to be a stylized symbol of a hand with an nope. eye in the center. The iris Def- covered by definitely a purple no. jewel. Definitely no. That, <laughs> what's rule number what's? What's the rule? Don't fucking mess with Hanna Seven shit. is don't mess with Hanna <laughs> shit. I can tell you that right now. I know what they're talking about, and I actually I know have... exactly what they're talking I about. I have one of these. <gasps> I have just the charm. These kind of match the, like, description, so I'm going to show you really quick. I know exactly what it looks like. Supposed to be good luck. So... Oh, okay. So, thinking somebody Why just... Why am I so worried about it, though? It's like a rabbit's foot. It's supposed to be good luck. So, thinking somebody just left it hanging on the nail and forgot about it, I picked it up and gave it to my daughter. Who loves weird and interesting jewelry of all kinds. It was right up her alley. He's Ew. like, look, I bought you something from the store while yeah. you were in the bathroom. <laughs> hey, I got this for you. Now you don't get anything else. All right, let's all. go home now. That's a win. I've done that before. <laughs> That's so funny. I've done that. Like, oh, hey, I got you this 50 cent gumball fucking machine. Fucking Come ring. Here you go. You. After we went home from the mall, my daughter was complaining about a headache. Uh-oh. We gave her some medicine and let her lay down. After that, I thought it was a good idea to wash the pendant in case whoever had it before may it have been dirty. sick or something. Oh, filthy. After I washed it, I wore it myself over my shirt for a short while just to expose it to the air and let it dry. You're flexing. Later that night, I experienced oh, it a bad... better on me. Maybe I got it for me. <laughs> hey, I gotta take this back. <laughs> Sorry. Later that night, I experienced a bad migraine myself. Thinking it might have been some bad food from the food court, I disregarded it's it. Hung, I hung the pendant up. The in curse my, of the Nile. I hung the pendant up in my room and I went to sleep. The next day, I woke up with the same migraine, even though I took a powerful it's headache cursed. medicine the night before. Eventually, the migraine did go away. She took fucking Xanax. She's like, oh my bitches. <laughs> and I was able to carry about my normal daily routine. When I got home from work, I decided to investigate the symbol of the pendant itself. As it turns out, it was supposed to be an ancient symbol of good luck and good fortune. Still, I did not associate my headache and my daughter's headache with the pendant. Being a bit of a spiritualist and appreciating the uniqueness of the thing, I polished the pendant a little bit with jewelry cleaner, and I wore it again for the rest of the day. Uh-huh. She knows it looks good on her. He's just she's flexing. Like, Damn, like, Dan. too young. You're at school. You don't need to wear that to school. Mm-mm. That's too nice. Kids will jump you for this. For this fucking thing. snatched. For the chain. Debo's coming. <laughs> R.I.P. Debo. Um, da, 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 da. I wore it again for the rest of the day. I did not get a migraine this time, however. I did slip on the last step of my basement stairs and badly twisted my ankle. Ooh. After I painfully climbed Burst. back up the stairs with my one good too. foot. That's even scarier. I know, right? You're like, that's when Michael Myers would step out of the yeah, basement Freddy and kill you. <laughs> The Freddy Krueger caterpillar from Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> uh, that's terrifying. You don't have to say all that. It's not Chill. terrifying. Have you seen Save it, it lately? For, save it for Wednesday, bitch. Okay. All <laughs> <laughs> <Save it for laughs> <Wednesday>. right. <laughs> <coughs> so with my one still good foot, I climbed up the stairs. Then I slipped on some water in the bathroom, and I hit my shoulder hard Final enough. destination. I hit my shoulder hard enough against the wall to dislocate it, according Damn. to my nurse wife. My nurse wife. That's how he said it, which sounds so funny. I have studied for long to become a nurse wife. Yes. Nurse wife. Nurse wife. I started to have doubts about the pendant's ability to grant good luck. Huh. God. Huh. Same. Stuck like an understatement. Still, I didn't. Flush it down the toilet. Do it. Still, I didn't associate it with anything evil. 
Later that night, I was under heavy medication for the pain in my shoulder and foot, but I still had trouble sleeping. Now, I put the pendant in my room in the same place it was. Whoa, wait. This is a chick? No, this is Danny. Oh. Okay. I said he was a man. Why the fuck is Danny wearing a fucking women's necklace? Mm. He likes it. Men can do what they want. It's chill. He's flexing on them. Danny. Danny. Just flexing. So I put the pendant in my room in the same place it was the first night we found it. Hanging from a peg on a bookshelf that hangs over our bed. <laughs> Quick side. Why? Why would you Why? hang anything he said. above your head? <laughs> that sounds like bad juju. Like, you're lucky there's a fucking dream catcher above our bed. That's the only thing going up there. There's yeah. nothing else. No. Quick side note. Tonight, for some reason, our dogs would not sleep in our bedroom. They constantly follow us upstairs. Tonight, for some reason, our pit bull and Jack Russell refused to sleep in our bedroom. They constantly follow us upstairs every time we go to our bedroom, expecting us to crawl under the cover so that they can lay down with us. Not tonight, bitch. Not tonight, bitch. This time, they both stayed downstairs and curled up next to each other on the futon, and they both gave us a scared, timid look. Like, fuck, fuck, you're stupid. You guys should just, like, come down here, actually. dumb? Come cuddle with us. You don't smell that? Mm. It's You don't smell that? Demons. I don't, you don't know. You don't see it? Anyway, that Jack night, Russell. I had severe trouble getting to sleep. When I finally did fall asleep, I had very weird dreams. I don't like that. I dreamt I was standing in the middle of a hand, a very large hand, perhaps oh, the size of a football of a field. Of a football field. I cannot see what it is attached to, but when I went towards the center, I noticed a large purple eye staring straight up. The you dream know, Clearly, it's the fucking pendant. Yeah, and that sounds really fucking scary. Yeah. The dream was disturbing enough that it woke me in the middle of the night. Now, my wife and I keep a lava lamp in our bedroom all night, which I know is like super funny, but when we started dating as teenagers, she always thought the lava lamp in my room was, was super cheesy cool. and fucking tacky. Uh, I mean, it, I would get a lava lamp. I want I'm one. I'm not saying I wouldn't. As a matter of fact, I mean, they have great taste. Yeah. I like these people. So when we got our own home, the lava lamp was fucking essential. Well, in the dim green light of our lava lamp on our desk, I could see floating in the middle of our bedroom, Whoa. the pendant. Ooh. It was just suspended in midair. This guy's fucking twacked out. It was as if it was hanging from a nail, but obviously there wasn't a nail. Without my glasses, I still thought I was dreaming. My glasses. I can't see without my glasses. Me too, bud. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's just a black shadowy figure. Uh, it's fine. I just curled up under the blankets. I closed my eyes tight and I went back to sleep. Really? That's what you did? You didn't swing on it? Okay, are you five, Dan? Get up, bitch. Get up. Hey, <laughs> I will always wake you up. You ain't got no fucking worry uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to wake me up. I'll probably be mad already. So you just have to point. Just be 100%. Sick <laughs> Anytime I wake you up, just go to 100. Yeah. In the morning, however, I found the pendant was gone from where I left it on the peg that I put it on the night before, and it was now laying in the middle of our bedroom. Oh. This was disturbing enough, but when both of our sons woke up violently ill, I knew I had to do something. Had to get rid of it. I explained the circumstances. Poisoning. <laughs> I explained the circumstances to my wife and showed her the research I did on the image of the pendant. You're joking, right? Shh. A necklace. <laughs> A necklace. Shit, Nance, I thought I was on to something. A necklace. Are you fucking high? Nance, this isn't like my my make your own stamps business that failed in two thousand and eight. Are you f- are you f- this real? This is this is real. 
Is this, this is real, is Nance. This, is this a scheme? This is real, Nance. Nancy. Um, I explained the circumstances to my wife, and I showed her the research I did on the image of the pendant. At this point, she became just as scared as I was. Understanding the problem and knowing what to do about a problem are completely different things. I knew my limited knowledge of the paranormal would not be enough to stop something that could make all of my children sick and have enough influence to physically harm me. We placed the pendant in a jar and completely covered it with sea salt my wife's sister had brought back from a trip she took to the Dead Sea. Wow, the Dead Sea. Very fancy. Hey, where's the salt? Where? After that, we decided to pour holy water on the salt. We used three different bottles of holy water from three of the oldest churches in New York City right, that cool. we visited on a historical vacation that Dirty she and I took the year prior. Fucking water. Disgusting. Wine Just texture. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Just for good measure, I placed a quartz crystal that I previously found on a walking tour of an old mine in our local area in the salt with the pendant. And the guy said that it had healing powers. Oftentimes, I used the crystal in prayer and meditation and only ever fed positive energy into it. And everything at it. And good vibrations to assist with my prayers, right? Then I put a chainsaw hey, do you have a in the mala? jar. You, who's got a mala beads? You got a rosary? What about you? What do you What do you have? What are you bringing to the table? You got, you got tiger face? stone? Tiger put it stone? in there. Put it in there. Who's got a ninja star? I know someone here has a ninja star. Yeah. Put it in the blender now. Put it in the blender. Yeah. Dump the jar into the blender. Put it in the blender. <laughs> Sugar and spice. Everything drink nice. Drink it. Drink it. Um, finally, with all that done, my wife and I comprised a note. I took a giant shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> we took turns. We took turns pooping shitting on, it. on yeah. in there as a family. My twin 13-year-olds and my 11-year-old walked into my room, pulled down their pants, and, and shit. shit into the jar. Oh, you really had me there for a second, bitch. I was like, like what they do? Oh. They shitted right in there. No, that's no, no. A, that's a Reddit that's troll. That's not true. That's not true. So, <laughs> finally, with all that done, my wife and I comprised a note explaining the circumstances that led us to discover the pendant, the events that case. occurred after we brought it into our home, and the reasons for, for its abandonment. Oh, that, they left it somewhere? That night, around midnight, I left our home in our car by myself with the pendant in its container. I drove to the local church and I left the jar and an envelope with the note we wrote in the mailbox of the rectory, hoping our local parish priest would be more equipped to deal with the cursed item than we were. Hey, this is right up your guys' alley. Yeah, I'm not equipped for this. I got kids. Sure enough, the next day, my two boys and our daughter both felt fine. It Was it just but a 24-hour bug? Of, of the church we took it to died. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> Dicks. I will never know. But sure enough, a few days later during the sermon... The priest took a moment to explain the note and the jar that he received anonymously Everyone's in the mailbox. Just, yeah, they're just like, who was it? It was probably those people because they've never been here before. Addressing the congregation as though the person who left it in his mailbox was present, he assured everyone that the pendant was blessed, consecrated, and properly disposed of and would be troubling no one. As far as my you kids just see know. Like, it's the guy who's sweating profusely. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would be like peering. And the kids are all like, what the fuck? As far as... My, okay, then he says... Daddy, isn't that the pendant you had you gave me? Well, then he says, as far as my kids know, the pendant is lost somewhere in our house, but... All right. Well, maybe... Maybe they maybe were in the, CCD or whatever. Well, maybe the pastor wasn't like... It was a fucking... This evil... Oh, it was this tan eye. thing yeah. with the purple jewel it in it. Thing. It was pretty cute, actually. Uh, it looks like you would have gotten in a mall. Actually, kiosk. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
It is giving me power. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. This is backcountry, bitch. Um, <laughs> this is backcountry. So I don't know, babe. I this story is from myparanormalexperience.com. That's just people oh, telling their I'm ghost like stories. Board if I can. <laughs> no, and it's uh, called "The Pendant Found at a Mall Brought Evil into Our Home," and it's by Andy Man. Uh, all right. Shout out to Andy Man. What's up, dude? It'll be linked in our show notes if you want to check it out. This website's honestly really entertaining, but. It's really interesting to me that he described this object as cursed. Coist. He brought this thing home and all the shit started to happen. Well, I believe that. I believe shit can be cursed. You don't fuck with haunted shit, man. You don't fuck with haunted shit. So yeah, in 2004, there was this ad on eBay. and I'm Sick. Just p- sick silver pendant for sale. Sick. Sick. No, it's not related. It's not related. Oh, okay. Not directly related. Um, I don't even know if like your boy Danny knows about this guy. Maybe they might hang out because they have some stuff in common. Get but to the dance. I'm just going to read you the ad, okay? It was on eBay in 2004. And I'm just going to read you it fucking verbatim from the fellow who posted it. He says... Hello, feller. Hello, feller. During September of 2001, I attended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. Of 2001? That sounds eerie. Yeah. It wasn't that day. I don't know. Was it? I don't know. Okay. The items liquidated at this sale were from the estate of a woman who had passed away at the age of 103. Mm, Very old. Very old. A granddaughter of the woman told me that her grandmother had been born in Poland, where she grew up, married, (laughs) raised a family, and lived until she was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. She was the only member of her family who survived. Her parents, brother, a sister, husband, two sons, and a daughter were all killed. Tragic. Thank you for that. Awful. She survived the camp by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain. Right? Badass. Badass bitch with a wet ass pussy. Badass. Where she lived until the end of the war. I was told that she acquired the small wine cabinet listed here in Spain and that it was one of only three things that she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. The other two items were a steamer trunk and a sewing box. Okay. Okay, sewing box, yes, trunk, I understand. Probably had a bunch of her shit in it. Probably. I purchased the wine cabinet along with the sewing box and some other furniture at the estate sale. After the sale, I was approached by the woman's granddaughter who said, I see you got the Dybbuk box. The what? She was referring to the wine cabinet. I asked her what a Dybbuk box was, and she told me when she was growing up, her grandmother always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother always called it the Dybbuk box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers, said, a Dybbuk and Kesselim. The grandmother went on to tell the girl that the wine cabinet was never, ever to be opened. The granddaughter told me that her grandmother had asked that the box be buried with her. However, such a request was contrary to the rules of an Orthodox Jewish burial, so the grandmother's request had not been honored. Damn, that's fucked up. I tell you to do one thing for me when I fucking die, you pumpkin pie. (laughs) The fucking Lebeka box. If you don't know why Jake's just yelling pumpkin pie, it's because we follow Lily Hayes on Instagram. (laughs) Pumpkin pie. (laughs) She's just this hilarious, like, Spanish old lady. And she just be yelling. And she can't say pumpkin pie right. It's cute, though. It's it's hilarious. She's always angry. It's really good. I understand. It's going to be a weird... I wish I could be like that. It's going to be a strange mention that we now have to make. (laughs) It's going to be so weird. They're going to be like, why are they talking about me? 
It's fine. We're going to do it. That'd be she sick. yells at us. I would throw up on my phone. Uh, what's that? Cameo. Cameo. Ah, we love you, Lily Hayes. Hey, Lily Hayes. Okay, okay. Sorry. Sidebar. It's okay. <laughs> we loved it. I asked the granddaughter what a Dybbuk and Kesselim were, but she did not know. I don't know. I don't what's, fucking what's know. What your grandma said. She was drunk on wine, so I don't know. I asked if she would like to open it with me. She did not want to open it, as it her grandmother sounds... had been very emphatic and serious when she instructed her not to do so, and regardless of the reason, she wanted to honor her grandmother's request. Uh, no, no, I, I know to do this. I'm not going to do that. She'll beat my ass from beyond the grave. I'll see her one day. It's not going to be good. I finally ended up offering to let her keep what seemed to be a sentimental keepsake. At that point, she was very insistent and said, no, no, you bought it. I explained that I didn't want my money no, back. No, 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 no. You bought this. You gave me money. It's yours now. Fuck off Fuck my off. property. Get away. I get off my property, actually. I, Security, get him on. He, now, he bought that. He now. did buy that. He bought it. Take Make it with him. him take it with him. Throw yeah. it out. Throw it at him. Throw him, throw him and throw car. it on top of him. Yeah. I explained That's that I, I didn't... <laughs> I explained that I didn't want my money back and that it would make me feel better to do what I thought was an act of kindness. Where's your grandma buried? She then became somewhat upset. Let me go toss this shit in there with her. Looking back at it now, the way she became upset was just plain odd. She raised her voice to me and said, you bought it. You made a deal. Oh. When I tried to speak, she started to yell, we do not want it. And she started to cry. She asked me to leave and she quickly walked away. Dope. I wrote the whole episode off to the stress and grief she must have been going through. I took my purchases and I politely yeah, left. Right, I'm sorry. Give me money back. My please. bad, bitch. At the time when I bought the cabinet. She's all just like hysteric. Ah, and then he leaves. She's like. <laughs> Locks the door. Yep. All right. Clear up. Get rid of all this fucking yard sale shit. Throw it in That's the dumpster, all we wanted to get rid of. Get That's out of good. here. We're good. It's free. Leave We're good. It. Give it away. Uh, donate it. Ark. 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 <laughs> Call the ark. So fucking at the time when I bought the cabinet, I owned a small furniture refinishing business. I took the cabinet to my store and opened it like a dumbass. I put it in my basement workshop. Where that, I, at least it's at work. So then, you know, it's like a uh, demon at work. Yeah. Entertaining. Fine. I had demons at every job I ever worked at. <laughs> yeah. They Already. were called managers. That's just, <laughs> my they manager. were just part of it. Yeah. They were the demon. Customers, um, coworkers. I intended to refinish it and give it as a gift to my mother. I, didn't, I hate that bitch. Because I hate her. I didn't think anything more about it. I opened my shop for the day and I went to run some errands, leaving the younger woman who did sales for me in charge. About a half hour later, I got a call on my cell phone. It was my salesperson. I opened the fucking box. She was absolutely hysterical and screaming that someone was in my workshop breaking glass and swearing. Furthermore, <laughs> the intruder had locked the iron security gates and the emergency exit, and she could not get out. As I told her to call the police, my cell phone battery died. <laughs> I hit if the bitch didn't think to call the police first, she's going to die. Right. I hit speeds of 100 miles per hour getting back to the shop. When I arrived, I found the gates locked. <gasps> I went inside and found my employee on the floor in a corner of my office sobbing hysterically. Damn, that's fucked up. Fucked up. I ran to my basement, and I went downstairs. At the bottom of my stairs, I was hit by an unmistakable, overpowering Stench. odor of cat urine. Ugh. There had never been any animals kept I or found cats. in my shop. I hate them. He hates them, probably. The lights didn't work. As I investigated, I found the reason that the nope. lights didn't work also explained the sounds of glass breaking. <sighs> nope. All of the bulbs in the basement were broken. 
all nine incandescent bulbs had been broken in their sockets. Nope. About 10 fluorescent tubes were lying shattered on the floor. I did not find an intruder, however. I should also add that there was only one entrance to the basement. It would have been impossible for anyone to leave without meeting me head on. I went back up to speak with my salesperson, but she had left. <laughs> Smart. She never returned to work. <laughs> she d- she never did? No. That's hilarious. And she had worked with me for two years. She refuses to discuss the incident to this day. Yeah, no. Fuck you. Except p- I'm not coming back there. I Sorry. should sue you. I should sue you for emotional distress. Yeah. I never thought hostile of workplace. Hostile work environment. So I'm gonna get my millions. Haunted Yo, work environment. This place is haunted. I can't work here. I can't. I'm suing you. That. I'll sue the ghost if I could. Honestly, I think it's in the floor safe. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Very upset about that. I never thought of relating the events of that day to having anything to do with the cabinet. Then things got worse. As I already indicated, I had decided to give the cabinet to my mother as a birthday gift. <laughs> I'd sell it to you, Ma, for five bucks. Two weeks after I made the purchase, I decided to start refinishing it. I was surprised to find that the cabinet has a unique little mechanism. When you open the doors, the mechanism causes the opposite door and the little drawer below to open at the same time. It's very well made. I want to see it. Inside the cabinet, I found the following items. One 1928 U.S. wheat penny. Cool. One 1925 U.S. wheat penny. Cool. One small lock of blonde hair bound with string. Not cool. One small lock of black or brown hair bound Definitely with string. Not cool. One small granite statue engraved and gilded with Hebrew letters. Definitely not cool. I have been told that the letters spell out the word shalom. One dried Hello? rosebud. Shalom. What's shalom mean? Congrats. Yeah, it's a good word. It's good. One dry mm. rosebud. One golden wine cup. One very strange black cast iron candlestick holder with octopus legs. Oh, no. I saved all of the items in the box, intending to return them to the estate. The family had refused the items. No. So they will be included in the sale of this cabinet. Okay, now I can show you. I just wanted to read you that part first. No, we don't want it. After opening the cabinet, I decided not to refinish it. I just cleaned it, rubbed it in some lemon oil. At this time, Lemon Pledge. I noticed that there was an inscription in Hebrew carved into the back of the cabinet. Nope. No idea what it says or if it's significant. This is all on an eBay yeah. sales ad. Jesus fuck. On October 20th. Description? This is way too much description. On my mother's birthday, October 28th, 2001, my mother called to tell me that she was going out of town with my sister for three days and we postponed celebrating her birthday together until she returned. On October 31, 2001, my mother came to the shop. We were going to have some lunch together, but before we were going to leave, I gave her the wine cabinet. She seemed to like it. She examined it. I went to make a phone call. I hadn't been out of sight for more than five minutes when one of my employees came running into my office saying that something was wrong with my mom. Oh, fuck. When I went back to see what the matter was, I found my mom sitting in a chair beside the cabinet. Her face had no expression, but tears were streaming down her cheeks. No matter how I tried to get her to calm down and respond, she couldn't. She couldn't. Smash that shit. It turns out that my mother had suffered a stroke. She was taken to the hospital by ambulance. She ended yeah. up suffering partial paralysis and losing her ability to form words. She has since gained the res- regained the ability to speak. Okay. So that's good. Good. She could understand things being said to her and could respond by pointing to letters of the alphabet to spell out words she wanted to say. When I asked her the following day how she was doing, she teared up and spelled out the words, no gift. <laughs> it was like her first words. 
take that shit back. I assured her that I had given her a gift for her birthday, thinking that she didn't remember, but she became even more upset and spelled out the words. Jake's flipping me off with middle fingers like if the mom was just like... (laughs) No. No. No gift. She spelled out the words hate gift. Mm. I laughed. Give me watch. bitch. Huh, just doesn't like a gift they get. Ungrateful. (laughs) Weird. Ah, the edible's kicking in, so it's extra funny. (laughs) I laughed and told her not to worry. I told her I was sorry she didn't like the cabinet, and I would get her anything she wanted if she promised to get well soon. Still, Still, I didn't associate anything that happened with the cabinet itself or anything paranormal. Frankly, I don't think I ever even used the term paranormal until this last month. I try to make this short now. I gave the cabinet to my sister. She kept it for a week, gave it back. She couldn't get the doors to stay closed. They kept just opening. There aren't any springs in the door, and I still don't fucking know how that kept happening. I gave it to my brother and his wife, who kept it for three days and gave it back. My brother said it smelled like jasmine flowers, while his wife insisted that it put an odor of cat pee into their home. I gave it to my girlfriend, who asked me to sell it for her only after two days. I sold it the same day to we're a nice. breaking up. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. No. Since you gave me that, we're we're breaking up. Um, I sold it the same day to a nice middle-aged couple. Three days later, when I came to open the shop for the day, I found the cabinet sitting at the front Fuck. door with a note that read, "This has a bad darkness." I had no idea Beth. what that meant. Anyway, I ended up taking it home. No. <sighs> Dumb. God damn it. Then things got worse. Huh. Duh. Since the day I brought it home, I began having a strange recurring nightmare. I have a horrible dream and it goes something like this. I'm walking with a friend, usually someone I know and trust. I find myself looking into the eyes of the person I'm with. Then I realize that there is something different and something evil looking back at me. At that point, the person I am with changes into what can only be described as a demonic looking hag. The hag proceeds then to beat the shit out of me. I have awakened numerous times to find bruises and marks on myself where I had been hit by the old woman during the previous night. Some old Jewish woman. Still, I had never related the the nightmares to the cabinet, nor do I think that I ever would have. About a month ago, however, my sister and my brother and his wife came over to my house and spent the night. Hey, man, we've all had this fucking gift. It sucks. It sucks. You gotta get rid of it. The next morning during breakfast, my sister said she had a horrible nightmare. She said that she remembered having it a couple times before and went on to describe my nightmare exactly to the last detail. My brother and his wife froze as they listened and then they chimed in that they had the exact same dreams during the night as well. The hair was standing up on the back of my neck and honestly still is as I'm typing this. As we talked, it became clear that the common denominator was each of us had the recurring nightmare during times that the cabinet was in our respective homes. I called my girlfriend and asked if she had any nightmares recently, and she described the same hag, the same nightmare, everything. Hmm. We figured out it happened when she had the cabinet. Now then, since my family discussion, it seems that all hell is breaking loose. Okay, family meeting, what do we do? For a week afterward, I started seeing what can only be described as shadow things in my peripheral vision. In fact, numerous visitors to my house have claimed that they have seen these shadow things. I put the cabinet in an outside storage unit and was awakened when the smoke alarm in my unit went off in the middle of the night. When I went out to see what was burning, I opened the door and didn't see any smoke. However, I did get hit with the smell of cat urine. When I went back inside, the smell was there in my house. I do not own a cat, and I never have. 
Never seen one. Never petted one. I've never seen a cat. Never pissed on a cat. <laughs> what is a cat? What is cat? What is cat? I got dog. I don't understand. I eat cat. I went back outside and I grabbed the cabinet. I brought it back in and I tried to research it on the internet. While surfing the net, I fell asleep and once again had the same fucking nightmare. I woke up around 4.30 a.m. when it felt and smelled like someone was breathing on my neck to find that my house now smelled like jasmine flowers and just in time to see a huge shadow thing go running down the hall away from me. Yeah, I don't like it. I would destroy this thing in a second, except I really don't have any understanding of what I may or may not be dealing with. I am afraid, and I do mean afraid, that if I destroy the cabinet, whatever it is that seems to have come with it may just stay here with me. I definitely don't want that. Definitely don't want that. So I've been told there are people who shot up on eBay that understand these kinds of things, and they look for these kinds of things. So if you're one of these people, please buy this cabinet. Do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Um, He says, like, help me, whatever. So... Can we do that to the chair? The haunted chair? Yeah, yeah, we should. My God. Write it out, man. Oh, my God, the haunted chair. Sell it to him for 20 bucks. 20 bucks. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. That brings us to 2004. 54-year-old father of two, Jason Haxton, worked at a museum in Kirksville, Missouri. He overheard his coworker talking about this haunted box that his roommate was selling on eBay. What? And Haxton was like so interested and he started like asking oh, him about it and talking about it. it. He was super interested in antiques for his home <sighs> and artifacts for the museum. Plus, Fool. He, plus, Bay, you're going to like this part. He had friends in high places. And by that, Ooh. I mean he was friends with an illusionist. <sighs> That's right. I'm not impressed. At all? Really? Illusionist? He's got a magician, pal? And a magician's hat. What's a magician going to do? He's a magician. What's he going to do? It's just cool that he's friends with a magician. What's he going to do? I don't know magic tricks, clearly, Jake, because he's a magician. He's going to battle the Are you not impressed? He's not going to battle nothing. He's just going to do something cool. He's going to do... Throw cards at it. It's going to be cool. He's going to pull a dove out You need a priest. It's going to be cool. So he was thinking that... He was going to go to eBay and he was going to buy this box. So he did. And he won the box. He bought the box. It was $280. He gets 200 Jesus. Yeah. So he went and he told his magician friend about it. He wanted to give his friend, the illusionist, the box as part of his act. Yeah. Yeah, to use in his act. Oh. Yeah. So uh, the illusionist comes over. He's like, cool. That's like really thoughtful. And like, wow, I've never had uh, anybody believe you. in me as a magician before. This is like amazing. So he gets to the guy. That's fucking sad. He gets to Jason's house. I just made that up. Uh, I don't know I if that's like, true. Damn. I just made that up. But I imagine that's how it would feel. So he goes to Jason's house and he's like, you know, goes in. And he's like, cool. This is great. And he looks at the box and he says, I no. Have it. He says, no, I don't want no, that. I didn't want it. I don't want he that at all. Jewish? And then he left. You read Hebrew? No. Fuck. But he just looked at it and he said, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Something weird about it. Uh-uh. I don't want it. And he left. I know this dark magic. The guy was like, I don't want that shit. That's uh, dark magic. I only practice light magic. I'm going to go. I am an illusionist, not <laughs> a fucking devil worshiper. He's a magician, baby. Right. He's an illusionist. Not David Blaine type So fucking, and that guy didn't even know the history. So that's something. So Jason was left holding the box, so to say. 
And he decided that he had to get to the bottom of it. Like, is there lead poisoning? Is there mercury? Like, is there something going on? Smash it. So he sends it to the lab to get tested for biohazards. <laughs> to the lab. Lead. To the Seriously, lab, Batman. Though, to the lab. What but lab? There's just labs out there? Yeah. They test it. It comes back. There was no shit in it. There was no lead, no mercury, nothing. No biohazards. So he interviews previous owners. Then he starts researching Dybbuk's. Then he meets with some rabbis. Um, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary says a Dybbuk is a wandering soul believed in Jewish folklore to enter and control a living body until exercised for religious right. Fuck. That's pretty fucking crazy. There was some truth in what the original owner... He's chilling. Perched. He's enjoying. He's looks, like a gargoyle. He looks like a gargoyle, like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> he's imagining Majestic. he's Batman. He's like playing pretend right now. Looking down on Gotham. Like, My God, he, he why is he making his, that face? You can't see his eyes either. It's weird. Well, like it's dark, dark black. I'm Batman. I thought that picture of him over there was creepy, but that's just what he looks like. So fucking uh, yeah, that's what a Dybbuk is in the dictionary. And there was some truth in what the original owner told her family. Sealing the box would help, but what would really fucking help is if he lined it in gold. Because that would neutralize, like, if there was any electromagnetic. I know. Well, let me just go to my gold room and get some gold. I'm going to dive into my gold safe, like fucking Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. I'm gonna swim in my gold. If he lined this box in gold, it would neutralize any like. Yeah, I could. Best I can do is tin foil. Tin foil. That's all I got. It would neutralize I'm any. Put it in the fucking microwave. I'm gonna wrap it in tin foil and put it in the microwave. It I would get a demon out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh fuck! <laughs> Just like pop, pop, shoot. <laughs> Starts on fire. <laughs> if he lined the box in gold, it would neutralize any electromagnetic frequencies too. Anything that could be going on, it would just be chill in the box. He did that. And he made a website about it, which is where I read that story with the original post and stuff on it. And Lionsgate actually went to make a movie called The Possession about it starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Shut up, really? Yep. It's a movie? Yeah, we should watch it sometime. I don't want to watch it. I'll check it out sometime. Jason gave it to a friend who you might know. Zach Baggins. Oh, yeah. Zach Baggins, the DJ. Yeah, yeah, the DJ. Okay, yeah. Wait, is he, did he put it on his show? Because he doesn't have a show about haunted objects. Well, I guess if he does, he probably did because he put it in his museum. One day, Zach Baggins had some beers with a friend and he started feeling. Had some wine. Kind of wacky and fun. Let's fight this. Let's ghost party. <laughs> ghost party. So he wine. decided wine. to like um, go and take the lid off of the thing, take it out of the box, Dumb. stupid, unseal it. And he was going to like touch it for the first time. And so I'm just going to show you this iconic footage. And I want you to... Shut up. There's footage. It's amazing. I'm going to show this footage to you. I want to describe everything you're seeing um, as well as you can. And we will put it on our Instagram if you guys want to see it. Done. Show it to me. All right. Ready? Let's go, Zach Baggins. Okay. It looks like they're touching a computer. It's a box. They open the door. Is it Ryan Sheckler? No. Post Malone? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Fucking dumbass. So that's that's the video, you guys. It's What's from Post Malone say about it. It's on TMZ if you guys want to see it, and we it's will hilarious. share a little screen grab of it. It's fucking awesome. Basically, in this video, Ghost Malone, Ghost Malone, <laughs> Zach Baggins and Post Malone are hanging out. Zach Baggins takes the lid off this box, he unseals it, and he's like, "I'm gonna touch it." 
And while he's touching it, like Post Malone like touches him back baggins on the shoulder as if he's like giving him like a little buddy tap like, before no, he leaves. Dude, come on. But Zach Baggins is touching the thing while Post Malone. You touched touches it last him. post. And then so Zach Baggins like tells him, like, yo, you fucking basically just touched it. And then Post Malone freaks out. That was in September of 2018. Damn, and he only got weirder. That same month, Post Malone's jet was leaving New Jersey to fly to England. Holy shit, it did. During takeoff, two of the jet's tires popped. It did. The plane circled Fuck, the skies before emergency landing it in New York. It did. It did. I remember <laughs> this. This is why? Fuck you, Zach Baggins. You're a huge piece of shit. Don't, get, don't hurt Posty. I remember that happened. Later that same month, Post Malone successfully sold his San Fernando Valley home, and the new people moved in quickly. Three armed robbers kicked in the window and invaded the home. They attacked one person while screaming, where's Post Malone? They sold $20,000 worth of shit. The following week, Post Malone was sitting in his passenger seat while his assistant was driving his Rolls Royce. And the Rolls Royce hit another car, flew into a fence, and then into a bush and was totaled. Is he okay? Post Malone was not hurt. But I do have a cool picture. That is a pretty cool picture. (laughs) Pissed off at Zach Baggins. If you hurt Post Malone, the good news is that Post Malone is still alive. He's still kicking. He's just getting lucky at this point. After he got in that car accident, he tweeted, "Quote: God hates me. Lol. No, Post Malone, the Dybbuk hates you." <laughs> Who said that? Me. You. Wow. Don't put that evil on him. I'm sipping my tea. That's good. So, what did Zach Baggins say about it? He just said that when all this stuff... Okay, because this all happened in the same month. Uh-huh. He touched the box. This all happened like uh-huh. in the same month. And Zach Baggins, later that month, was like, I just feel like... I'm responsible. Yeah. <laughs> like He was like, I just feel like this is why. Because <laughs> we touched like the most haunted object in the world, is what he said. We've talked about hauntings, demons, paranoia, <laughs> mental illness. So this is just me sprinkling some new stuff on the mixture, which is curses. Love those. We've never talked about a curse. So... The definition of a curse on Merriam-Webster is a a prayer or invocation of harm or injury to come upon one. Something interesting. I've kind of been thinking about what the difference is, and it seems like a ghost is not always bad, and a curse is always bad. (laughs) Curse is always bad. Yeah. Curse me with good luck. Curse me with a million dollars. No. No. (laughs) You don't fucking hear that. A curse is going to do shit like break your light bulbs. A ghost might do something like that. They're not going to pay your fucking utility bills. No, ghosts they're not. Ghosts are just trying to exist with us. You know, they're like, ah, oh, all right, yeah. They're like, yeah. It seems like ghosts have a sort of like a human like quality. Like they're doing shit that humans used like to do. They used to be one. Yeah. And a curse is yeah. not doing human shit. It's just shattering it's light doing bulbs. Demon shit. And it's sticky. It gets stuck Ugh, to other and it people. Smells. It smells and it's it sticky. Like it gets piss. stuck to whoever's and around farts. it. It's piss and farts. Piss and, and, no and farts piss and, and farts. flowers sometimes, which is weird. And it breathes on your neck. So I don't know. I just, it's I think that's really pervert. fucking interesting. And then it also brings into the question family curses. Bruce Lee was born. Yo, you ain't gonna tell me about Bruce Lee's curse, bitch. I already fucking know. Really? Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm yeah, so are excited. Are you serious? Yes. You never seen fucking Into the Dragon? Uh, it's no. a movie about it. I, I mean, haven't seen it. He's got like it. these little fucking medallions. Like, okay, I'm really excited because you can probably tell me about some stuff then. Done. Because that's what we're about to talk about. So Bruce Lee was born November 27th, 19, 1940. Mm-hmm. His original name given to him by his mother was Sai Fon. Mm-hmm. 
It's a female name meaning small phoenix. She actually gave him a female name because her previous son died in infancy and she wanted to give Bruce a female name like Siphon to trick the spirits so that they wouldn't take him. Hmm, I know. Sounding familiar? Yeah. Checking out so far? So far. Dr. Jake? Like a fucking daimyo, daimyo demon after him. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I like that. So he moved to Hong Kong when he was a bibby because his bibby. dad was in Cantonese theater. Yep. His, uh, he, like he is. Like he do. He grew up and he was a real scrapper. So his dad got him into martial arts. And his sifu was Ip Man. Yes. Yeah, I saw that too, yeah. but I was like, I don't know what that means, so I'm not going to that. Ip Man <laughs> made four movies. Oh, dope. Five That's movies. fucking cool. Ip Man movies. Win Chun. Ip Man. When Bruce was 18, he viciously beat the shit out of the son of a scary triad boss. Triad. So, triad boss. So Bruce Lee's life was in danger, baby. Big time hot stuff. He was boiling like a frog. Okay? Or a lobster. Pretty sure it was at like a birthday party. And, uh... Yeah, because there's a part in the movie Holy shit. or a part in the video game where you got to fight a cook oh my God. from the fucking like, party of all these douchey Navy guys. That's crazy. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Well, yeah, he beat that guy's ass. So his parents that sent... Was super hard level, too. Yeah, it probably was. But Bruce Lee, he went hard. But um, he got in one little fight and his mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie Is and uncle, uncle to Bel Air. So <laughs> it's true. Now. He got sent to live with his sister Agnes in San Francisco, California. And there he taught one would as one would. So that's where he started teaching martial arts to Americans who probably just fucking loved him. <coughs> probably they were like, this is perfect. Awesome, dude. Violence. Love different it. type of violence. Amazing. Oh, love it. We love different kinds of violence. Show us. He met and married Linda Emery and had two kids, Brandon and Shannon. He started to get TV roles. He went to Hong Kong for a little bit with his family, lived there for a bit, got some big ass movie roles like Fist of Fury and Way yep. of the Dragon. Yep. He was a fucking superstar in Hong Fought Kong. Fucking Chuck Norris. Dang. I didn't know that. He went back to America eventually. In 1972, <clears throat> he started to film Game of Death. In 1973, he started to film Enter the Dragon. Yeah, boy. He never Super actually sweet. ended up finishing Game of Death and he never got to see the premiere of Enter the Dragon. The Dragon. July 20th, 1973, he apparently suffered some kind of freak reaction to some pain medication and he had a brain edema and died. Hmm. Very fucking sad. Curse. His son, Brandon, was born February 1st, 1965. Oh. After his dad's death, he was really insubordinate at school and he got kicked out, but he did finish high school somewhere else and he went to college. He did learn martial arts under the close guidance of a friend of his dad, which is really Dope. sweet. In 1985, he started landing roles. In 1991, he was in a movie called Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yep. He signed a deal with 20th Century Fox. And in 1992, he landed the cult underground comic book classic, The Crow. Yeah. I think he was in Mortal Kombat too. That's cool. Eight days of filming left. On March 30th, 1993, he got this role over Christian Slater and Johnny Depp, which are like some huge fucking names. And he was set to marry his girlfriend one week after filming ended. Actor Michael Massey aimed and shot a gun at Brandon, which they had done just two weeks before with no issues. But this time, Brandon collapsed. The director obviously cut, thank God. And there was just blood fucking leaking out of him. He had a hole in his abdomen. 
He was rushed to the hospital where they operated on him for six hours. He died on March 31st at 1.04 a.m. The gun like, had already been fired at him before, like they had used it previously. So an investigation was launched to figure out what the fuck went wrong. What they found was that these live bullets had been modified into blanks by replacing the lead with a cardboard tip. Previously, when the gun was used, a lead tip got lodged in the chamber of the gun somehow. And they like just kept using it with the blanks. Randomly, when they fired this gun at Brandon this specific time, for some reason, that lead tip just came dislodged and literally just in a freak accident. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's fucking family curse. It's negligence and it's a family curse, but it killed Brandon on the spot. No charges were filed, but Linda did file a civil suit and they settled out of court. I just wonder what would happen like. If they had female names, would it have not happened? Would the, would whatever it was that was chasing this family down have been tricked? Was there anything they could have done differently? Like, do you believe it was a family curse for sure? Coist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Scary. Thank God we ain't got no curses. Oh my God. So yeah, are are you scared, Jake? Intrigued. Intrigued. I'm more scared for Post Malone. I am too. <laughs> I'm scared of what I'm going to do to Zach Baggins when I fucking meet him. I'm going to fight him <laughs> for Yo. putting America's sweetheart at risk. This is the part of the show where we read a happy story because we need the mood to come the fuck up right now. <sighs> so true. That's so sad about Brandon Lee. It's very sad about Brandon Lee. All the other stories, I mean, the Dybbuk box scared me. I'm now suspicious of everything. Every box? I was already scared of mirrors. With now box. Now box. I'm suspicious about like... And what could, I mean, what if someone is just really pissed off and curses an Ikea furniture in the showroom for no fucking reason? Yo, so funny story. Since we had that talk about mirrors, I have not been looking in them as much. I don't like that either. I turn my mirror on my desk. I just like look like this. Sometimes I'm at work. I'm like, I don't want to know. (laughs) I just go back to work. I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I had to do a story for the mini episode about mirrors where like... It was that classic of like the reflection was doing something different. I hate it so much. I'm not going to read you the title of this, but this is the part of the podcast where I read you a happy story. We're going to bring up the mood a little bit. This is a little bit different, but it's still going to make you laugh and smile. So French dressing is going through an identity crisis. The Food and Drug Administration proposed to revoke the standards of identity for French dressing on Friday after decades of antiquated rules governing oh the identity God. of the American staple. I can tell you right now my grandma would freak the fuck out. Quote, the standard does not appear necessary to ensure that the product meets consumer expectations, end quote, the agency what? said in a statement. What does it even mean? Quote, the FDA has tentatively concluded that it is no longer necessary to promote honest and fair dealing in the interest of consumers and may limit flexibility yeah, for innovation, end quote. It's not French. Tentative, it's, it's, it's American. Tentatively concluded. We can change our mind, bitch, so don't get too... It's not French. Don't it's, turn it's into something you're not. It's American. It's, it's on the Big Mac. It's American. You can't get more American than this. The administration said the proposal was part of its campaign to modernize food standards and give industries more room for innovation to produce healthier foods. Federal standards. So French food is not healthy. French dressing. French. uh, Sorry, (laughs) that's what I meant to say. Federal standards. It's called dressing. Federal standards. Catalina. Federal standards for a variety of foods were put into place decades ago to standardize product quality, which spell out how specific labels are made and what ingredients are permitted, according to the FDA. 
French dressing rules were established in 1950. For its base, French dressing must be, must be composed of vinegar, oil, or lemon or lime, which may be mixed with additives like a tomato or paprika product, according to the FDA standards. Okay. The agency also requires that the pale red-orange liquid must be 35% vegetable oil. Many say stripping the arcane rules for these foods supports innovation and prevents lawsuits. The Who's announcement... suing over French dressing? <laughs> Karen. Who is Karen. suing over French dressing? Please leave Newman How? alone. Newman How? Newman doesn't why? want the heat. Why? It doesn't is... have enough paprika. <laughs> the FDA says... This is bland In 1950s, not enough flavoring. The FDA said that I could sue you for not having tomato in this. The Listen, announcement came... Where'd the red come from? There ain't no tomatoes in it. We're getting to the best part. The announcement came a day after the FDA proposed a rule to revo- revoke the standards of identity for cherry pie, citing similar reasons. The FDA added that the... What revo- is the FDA smoking? <laughs> that should be illegal. Whatever yeah. that is. Whatever it is. The FDA added that the revocation responded to a petition filed by the Association for Dressing and Sauces. This is where our money goes. This is wh- this, this is my favorite part. Oh my god! Defund the FDA. Oh my god! Defund the FDA. Honestly, are you ready? Yeah. This is the best part. Like the last like two paragraphs is the best part. Okay, the Association for Dressing and Sauces did not immediately respond for to a request for comment on Friday. <laughs> Mayonnaise, salad dressing, and ketchup are among those covered by the federal standards of identity. <laughs> And that is an article called The FDA Wants to Get Rid of Its Rules Governing the Identity of French Dressing on NBCNews.com. <laughs> Not The Onion. <laughs> That's so fucking... This is where your tax dollars go. Into this. This this is why America is, is in the shitter, because they're fucking worried about French dressing. I'd like to reiterate that the Association for Dressing and Sauces did not immediately respond to a request for comment on Friday. Like, what were they doing? Uh, whoa. <laughs> were they busy? Yeah, probably. That's probably a very important job. Oh, my God. You know how much Americans love dressing and, and sauces. sauces? It's true. We have Sauce. several. We have several. If you guys find a ridiculous thing in the news, send it to us at the horror comedy podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at THC Podcast. Don't forget to drink water. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to drink water. Bye. Goodbye.